0: Bretto, two wellness base camps down,
1: one to go. That's right, MP. After a sensational day in my hometown of Adelaide, the wellness base camp heads to Kayama on June the 2nd. Fuad Kassab, his sultry tones will be there. The gorgeous Helen Patterin, Maria Zushman, all about stress, the queen of stress. The incredibly handsome Marcus Pierce. Oh, Bretto, you're too kind. The hometown hero from Adelaide, the remarkable Dr. Brett Hill. <laughs> It's going to be a great day, MP. And the best part is when you register for Kyama now, not only do you get two tickets for the price of one, you also get our recordings from the Wellness Base Camp in Brisbane, valued at $97. Oh, wow, MP. Brisbane was a great lineup too. We had the Up for Chat Girls, Cindy O'Meara, Kim Morrison, Karen Smith. It's a fantastic recording to chuck in. Eight presentations from Brisbane. Saturday, June 2 for Kayama at the incredible pavilion overlooking the ocean, Bredo. I don't want to sound biased, but it is the most remarkable venue that we've had for the Wellness Base Camp so far. Saturday, June 2, two-for-one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscoach.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, Thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, fat free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love, to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista license is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Hello Primal Pals, I'm here in Dunedin in New Zealand just coming to the end of a wonderful three week family holiday. New Zealand and Dunedin is the um, birth town of my husband Mike the Chippy and we've been having a great time catching up with family and friends and enjoying the school holidays here and it's been incredible. Um, A real awesome experience and so I'm slightly in holiday mode today. Not, quite, not completely clear and coherent as usual, but very excited to bring to you today's episode with Fiona Douglas from The Healthy Spin. Fiona is a Thermomix consultant that's based in Perth. She's a blogger, incredible recipe developer. You might have seen her um, Lamingtons that she made earlier in the year, that they were featured on the Primal Alternative um, blog, and incredible, go and search for those if you fancy trying those out. But she's also got many, many more recipes very, very mouth-watering and all absolutely delicious. So we're going to jump into the conversation with Fiona by finding out what she had for breakfast. Um, And you're going to love this episode. It's so inspiring. You're going to pick up heaps of actionable tips to bring a little bit of health into your everyday life. Now, I've got a really, really exciting announcement to make. This little WA girl is flying over to Sydney, Kayama and Canberra I'm doing a little triangle of awesomeness in the first weekend of June. So, I'm attending the Kayama Wellness Base Camp where I'm going to be um, inspired watching the likes of Fuad Kassab, Helen Patterin, Marcus Pierce, Brett Hill. Can't wait to meet them all uh, in real life on my Wellness Couch Buddies and give them a big hug. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also um, going to be meeting some of the East Coast Primalistas, who will be exhibiting at the Wellness Base Camp in Kayama. So come down and meet us, buy some of our products, try our range, meet the Primalistas, get to meet me. Um, I'm also going to be hosting an in-person demo in Sydney, dates to be confirmed. But if you're interested, let me know because I'm just trying to get an idea of numbers and interest at this stage. So I'm going to be doing an event in Sydney. It's going to be quite a small event, uh, probably just be for an hour or so. You'll get to watch me demo a product. Um, you'll get to try everything in the Primal Alternative range. Look through the franchise agreement. Find out all about the Primalista baking franchise. And we're going to be doing the same thing in Canberra with Primalista Kyra. Um, so that's really exciting. The the Canberra dates are confirmed as Sunday, the uh, the Sunday in June. Not not the, I think it's the third, the third of June. But um, literally, we've just. Uh, these ideas together this week so stay tuned for all of the finer details but if you're interested in joining me uh, for an in-person demo in sydney or canberra let me know email me at info at primalalternative.com and say yes please i want to come and i'll keep you in the loop of all the details also, I'm offering two-for-one passes for the Kayama Wellness Base Camp. So in the show notes, there's a link there where you can get your two-for-one passes. We'll get to hang out. We'll get to enjoy an incredibly inspiring day together in Kayama. So let's hang out and I'll see you soon. I'm so excited. My little jet-setting lifestyle. And I look forward to this episode and to seeing you soon. Take it easy. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by the lovely Fiona Douglas, who I'm so excited to have on the show because I've been dying just to have a chat to her for like ages. She's one of those people in the industry that I've got a bit of a hashtag girl crush on. Fiona is a recipe (coughs) developer, a blogger, a cooking class teacher, a Thermomix consultant, and is the face behind the really cool website, thehealthyspin.com.au. Welcome to the show, Fiona. Hi Helen, I'm so excited to be
0: here. I must admit there's a little bit of a a a joint girl crush there. So, <laughs> I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I have wanted to chat to you for ages and um and meet you as well. So, um I'm very grateful to be here
1: today. That's cool. And this is great. You know, that with all this technology these days, that we can have these. We can meet, even though we're like hundreds of kilometres apart, we can have this virtual meet and a chat. I know. It's really cool. And all the other listeners can tune in and listen and be flies on the wall to our little chat today. So as you know, (laughs) I always like to dive straight in and ask, what did Fiona Douglas have for breakfast? So
0: for breakfast today, because it was a, a bit of a busy morning for me, I actually had a bowl of my whatever muesli, which is uh, my little secret recipe, uh, and some coconut yogurt and some berries on top. And that was a really quick one for me this morning. So, yeah, so I could get out the door, you know, those mornings when you just got to go.
1: Yes, I had one of those mornings this morning as well. We had to rush to school to get to my daughter's assembly, where she was doing a rendition of London's Burning on her recorder, which was like dead cute. And so I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered to have any breakfast. I was like, "It's too much of a rush. I'll just forget it and just go to school." So that's what I did. That's what we can do, which is so exciting with that nice fat-burning freedom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Some days I wake up and I'm not hungry. Other days I wake up, I want a little bit, and other days, you know, it's no, no. This morning I actually need my eggs and my tomatoes with my herbs and all of those things that I I want to make sure I get, and then I'm fine till. generally but some mornings I actually just go no I just need something and they're usually my my muesli mornings that I can just grab it quickly have a few mouthfuls off I go
1: perfect perfect now I know that you haven't always eaten this way Fiona so could you um, tell us a little bit about your journey of how you came to eat this way and, and to do what you're doing now Absolutely.
0: So I guess if I start right at the beginning, I grew up on a farming property. So I'm um, I guess a grower, a a producer and all of those things all my family were. Um, So I've always known about good food and how it tasted and and what it can do for you. Um, Then throughout the years, I mean, I think, you know, you grow up, you get independent and you may not always live that way because you don't have the luxury of a grandparent who grows all your vegetables for you. <laughs> so um, I think you know I, I strayed from that for a little bit um, did all the things that normal you know young adults do and, and not necessarily ate the right ways and and then I think that and the what would I say probably the stresses of normal life just got in the way and and I did have health issues and uh and my health issues resulted in uh weight loss rather than weight gain so i was one of those people who could eat chocolate and anything i wanted and basically just couldn't put on weight at all
1: people like you i know i'm sorry i know know, but like we laugh about it and i remember like just recently when i was at the um we at the quirky cooking um, yes, and Joe as well. Joe, jo, jo, jo said that too. That's what I was thinking. And um, you know, like, and Fuad was like, "Oh, it's, people relate to my story of being overweight more than they relate to your story of being underweight." But yes, it's just as stressful, whichever situation, which end of the spectrum you're at. Right? I think it is
0: actually, and and I think it's it's a lot. Um, rare for people to be underweight but it doesn't mean you don't have a lot of the same issues that people have when they're overweight so you know because you can look thin on the outside and people think you look great but on the inside you're not so great and and that's what happened to me basically you know I ended up with um, some autoimmune diseases I had uh, one of the most I guess Um, the worst symptoms that that I ended up having was a systemic candida Um, and that's just horrible and it's not one that a lot of people talk about so I'm actually really pleased to be able to talk about this today because when I was trying to find information on how to help myself it was really hard Um, and but that was one of my main symptoms that and at the time, I was working in a corporate job, and so I would literally every time I ate food, I would almost be comatosed And that wasn't from, um, you know, uh, not eating healthy food. That was just that my body couldn't digest it. So it worked so hard that I literally had to fall asleep in 20 minutes and sleep for an hour, or I couldn't cope. So that's not really good when you're trying no. to live life and <laughs> do what you do. So, so yeah, that kind of. Um, I guess when I got to that point, it really shocked me and scared me. I thought something was really, really wrong. Um, And then I just started researching everything I possibly could, spoke to as many people as I could, got as much professional advice as I could and started healing myself through food um as well as you know a naturopath was helping me with that she was keeping an eye on me um and that was my personal journey um I did consult doctors as well Uh, unfortunately their traditional methods just uh it band-aided things but it didn't actually uh heal me so I took it upon myself to
1: heal myself so you've you've so well done. You've um, you've reclaimed your health just by getting back to food, food that's, you know, medicine as opposed to putting you in a food coma um, and making you have to sleep for an hour after you've eaten, which is like you say, yes. uh, a, a, your, your body, it's not like your body was uh, failing you. Your body was just actually serving you and trying to, you know, do its best to, to help you um, survive, even if it didn't quite fit in with your nine to five job. <laughs> slightly inconvenient like what it was telling me exactly
0: what I needed if yeah. I'd only listen and that's one of the things today I think too Helen that we would agree on I think as a society we've lost the ability to listen to our bodies and that's one of my big messages is is for people just to listen to their body
1: absolutely it's a great message um to listen to your body but it's sometimes hard. To, to actually interpret what it's saying to you, isn't it? You know, it's like, you're like, oh, there's, there's something wrong with me. I'm obviously dying because I need to, you know, <laughs> it's like, no, you're not dying. You just, you know, you need to get off the, the food that you're eating. So um, tell us a little bit about how your diet, I mean, diet in terms of what you're eating looks now compared to how it was when you were, um, you know, having the candida issues, underweight, and in food comas, so
0: that's a really interesting question because when I was having my food comas, as you um, call it, and I love that, uh, and and having the candida issues, I thought I was eating really healthy. I really did. I believed in my heart that I was actually eating. I was eating, um, you know, natural yogurt, um, not low fat. Because I'd been through that whole gamut when I was a young adult, and I had done the low-fat, you know, version of myself, I guess you'd say. So I was eating, uh, you know, all natural, um, reading labels on things on the supermarket, making my own sourdough bread, wow. um, all of those things. I'm still using white refined flour, though, obviously. Um, but I, I thought I was eating healthy, and then uh, I kind of went, okay, maybe I'm not or maybe I need to change something so then it it did involve all of those things a lot of still refined things um but instead of white sugar I would use raw sugar and so I was conscious I was quite conscious Mm. uh but I guess looking back now for my body I wasn't conscious enough at that time And now it's completely different. So now um, I don't eat grains, I don't eat um, dairy at all, um, I don't eat sugar. Um, uh, The sweetest thing I would have in my diet would probably be a date, uh, like a a natural medjool date. That's probably the sweetest thing and I can't tell you the last time I had one. Um, What else? and so basically if I said what does a plate look like for me it's probably three quarters of it is vegetables um, it has a small amount of really good quality protein on it uh, generally uh, sometimes I won't have a protein but I'll, I'll replace that with a fat like an avocado or something else um, a small quantity of fermented foods such as something simple I don't I'm Don't go huge into fermentation, but just something like a simple sauerkraut um, or something like that. And, yeah, and and healthy fats but not too much of it. I find for myself um, I can't do a hugely high-fat diet uh, as in a high-fat, low-carb kind of thing. I need a little bit of carbohydrates and a little bit
1: of fat and that balance as well for me personally. So how do you find, where and this is really interesting because um, in my interview with Brad Kearns, we were talking about ketosis and the keto reset, and um, in the Facebook groups around paleo and keto, you do see a lot of people like really hitting the fat super hard, so how does it feel, and this is just really uh, good feedback for the people who are just trying to get their macronutrient. Uh, ratios that are specific for them nailed so how does it feel when you eat too much fat Fiona for me I actually
0: find personally I find that my body will tend to hold on to fluid now whether that's a food allergy thing as in um you know I can't have a particular form of a high fat um but I, I I've found a balance over the time and I think I've always been athletic as in always since I was three years old when my mum first dropped me in a pool and said swim. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've always been athletic and I, I don't do a huge amount of um, sport at the moment but I'll I'll try and do some form of 30-minute exercise every day if I can and and it's not high intensity or anything for goodness sake, but it's it's moving, I guess you'd say, every day. And I find that doing that and my metabolism, that that's why I tend to need that little bit of carbohydrate. And it's not a lot, but it's a small amount. Um, and I don't actually count macros, to be honest. I don't. I don't look at how much fat I eat. I don't look at how many carbohydrates I eat. I just eat what my body feels like at the time. If I feel like eating a carrot, I eat it. This morning I thought, gee, I'm hungry In um, after my breakfast. And I thought, well, actually, you've had a really good breakfast. So what is it that you want? So I had a glass of water and a piece of celery and that was it. That's all I needed. So, you know, it's about... I just go. What do I feel like? What do I feel like? And I guess the interesting part is, I wasn't in. I wasn't in tune as much with my body as I am now. Previously, so now I can actually go. Okay, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. If I think about it, rather than just reaching for what I think I want, it's you can actually get used to what you really want. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and it might not necessarily be. Um, I, I've heard uh, another lady, another person who's on my podcast. <laughs> don't mean to keep talking about other guests, but um, I was talking to uh, my first guest ever, actually, Heidi Hoskins, and I interviewed her about fussy kids, and she was saying that when she was growing up, mm. she'd be hungry, and and the mum would say, "Well, have a raw carrot or something," and she'd be like, "I don't want." carrot and so with her children she's actually said to them exactly what you're saying Fiona is what do you feel like eating And um, it turned out, you know, she'd been offering these snacks to her kids like uh, boiled eggs and fruit and stuff. And the little boy said, actually, mum, I want some kale chips. And it turned out that he was like, uh, he'd just been coming off this processed diet that wasn't really serving him. And actually what he needed was a bit of a detox, which is why his body was craving Kale. kale. Isn't that amazing?
0: It is. It's awesome. And I think kids can teach us so much in that way that they actually know, um, you know, I find that with a lot of things when when working with families with children, they know what they need and they know what their body needs and they don't have, I guess, you know, the the apprehension that we do or, or, or the pre-quantified idea that we need something in particular. They just go, that's what I need. And I, I think once you if you can tap into that again that 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 feeling of this is what I need it's a great place to be and I I think I'm getting there I won't say I'm there I always like to be a work in progress but uh I'm I'm definitely getting there now and find that it's much easier to know what my body needs
1: that's right and I love what you said Fiona about always being a work in process because I think um you know that you know being brought up in the 80s and 90s and you touched on you know the like the flawed advice that we've got around food so we might think that we're hungry and we might reach for a Kit Kat, but really that's only because that's been marketed to us as an appropriate <laughs> three o'clock snack you know um and really you know you you never you never arrive you never get there there's never an, it's not never like a quick fix or a you know, twenty-one day program that's going to pop you out the other end completely. Oh, that's it now. Um, oh, that's me for life. It's a it's a daily practice, isn't it? And we're always work in progress. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and I don't get it right every day. And I, you know, there are some days that I just think, oh my goodness, I need something sweet, or um, you know, I haven't had enough carbohydrates or fats today, or whatever. I've done that wrong, but it, it's the Good thing is I think that um, you can – it's about making the best decision at the time. I think that's it. With the knowledge that you have, make the best decision you can at that time and don't crucify yourself. You know, if it happens to be wrong, it's okay. Just next time make a different decision. Um, You know, I think these days we all – Want to get everything right, and uh, sometimes we don't. We just don't. We're humans, so forgiving yourself is one of the biggest things, too. I think
1: that's so important, and it really is human nature to get away with as much as possible, isn't it? So true, and that's okay. That's okay. Don't crucify yourself, just have that you know, extra bit of cake or extra glass of wine, is usually in my case, and and you know. And you know, experience the feedback your body's giving you the next day and remember not to do that next time. <laughs> okay, so um, so obviously you were quite inspired by uh, the changes that you made in your own health and now you've gone on to be an educator and to inspire other people um, to get their health back. So How did you start your business and how did you, like, what was your goal when you first started out?
0: Well, I first started my business many years ago. It was around about 2009. I think I registered my business name initially, uh, my first business name. And the reason I started that was because I just really wanted to teach, I think at the time. Sorry, I'll just digress slightly. At the time, we, had, um, we were a society where a lot of people were eating out because it was convenient and it was easy and it wasn't too expensive. Mm. And so uh, I wanted to show people how easy you could create healthy, delicious food at home without it being too much of a problem and it being fun. And that's why I originally started my business. And so that was teaching people cooking in their own home. And uh, I used to take all of my equipment and ingredients and all of those things, and we would have literally a dinner party with their friends, and I'd do the dishes.
1: Wow! So, <laughs> so you can imagine that was pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, that was I bet that was pretty popular, and I bet that you were you were pretty booked out and pretty exhausted if you had to do all of, all of that carting around and washing up. That's right bit exhausting a little bit
0: exhausting um so but that was great and i love i love teaching people that's one of the things i think i love sharing knowledge uh so more than i I would say teaching people it's more sharing knowledge sharing what I've discovered and saying look you can do this too so that's what I like to do so yeah I started that then and and that kind of morphed and progressed into a food blog as well and that was because I just really wanted a place to keep all of my recipes to be honest that I created and uh and all I ever tried to do with a recipe was put my own little healthy spin on it that was kind of all I ever tried to do and that's progressed now um so To a change in business name a change in focus and many other things uh, which I feel extremely blessed for so now I have a business called thehealthyspin.com.au as you mentioned and that is I would say uh, my little piece of how I can help people bring health into their everyday life That's what I'm trying to do, Um, and that is about educating. It's about sharing knowledge. Um, It includes things like thermomix recipes, lots of them, um, as well as general tips on wellness advice, uh, anything that I find that I think my my audience may be interested in, uh, I usually just share or give my opinion on occasionally. Um, uh, Yeah, and... And still teaching as well so there's cooking classes are coming um they just have a different spin on them now of course because eating the paleo way uh, i tend to i guess cook more that which also includes vegan and vegetarian and gluten-free and grain-free and all of those things so it's not just a paleo cooking class that i do it's it's all different things as well but i would say it's healthy that's probably the best way to describe it
1: so, if we were to come to one of your cooking classes, Fiona, what would we expect? Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, let's uh, let me think of one we've done recently. Um, so we did. Oh, actually, so we did three different kinds of dips. So I call it, me, you know, my trio of terrific dips um, with some beautiful seed crackers, and then we did a cauliflower rice with a chicken Thai chicken curry. Um, uh, with a difference So it's not a traditional red curry Or anything like that It's my own little recipe Which I love uh, We did a sweet potato Steamed pudding and then salted caramel bliss balls for everyone to take home. Oh,
1: that sounds amazing! <laughs> oh my goodness, that sounds so good. And salted caramel, oh my goodness, that's my favourite. All of my all of my recipes are like uh, you know, like, well, I call it Snickers, you know, chocolate and caramel. Yeah. So it's like a Snickers smoothie, Snickers bliss ball. Uh, caramel slice uh, with salted uh, caramel. Just I love that. Mm, you can't beat it, can you? That sounds just delicious. I wish I was having you around cooking for me for dinner tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really very interesting. I often get asked um, with, uh, you know, obviously with thermomits and things like that, people often say, will you come and cook for me every night? And it's like, mm. but my husband might actually be a bit, uh, for the first few days he'll be happy about that because
1: I won't be you know he'll have his time and <laughs> by the
0: end of the week he won't be happy.
1: And <laughs> no, I'll be probably quite hungry too if you took the Thermomix with you and you're cooking at someone else's.
0: Exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. the best part now I take okay. one piece of equipment.
1: Yeah yeah what the Thermomix? Yeah no, that's just- it. Let's just have a slight Thermomix diversion because I know that you and I are like major Thermomix fans. I remember um, I've had mine now. Ooh, it's coming up to its birthday. Uh, how long? Four years? Four years, I think. I got it in January the third, so a few years ago, and um, I remember like totally hating them for a couple of years. I don't need a. <laughs> I don't need a Thermomix. I'm quite happy to stir on stir things on the stove and smell the ingredients and. I like chopping with my hands and, and all of those other things you say to yourself to try and convince yourself you don't want a Thermomix. But then when you get a Thermomix, you're like, oh my God, where have you been all my life, right? So true and
0: so like me. I remember going to a, my first demo that a friend invited me to, saying everything that you have just said um, and telling everyone else why they should have one because I'd done my research by then, but definitely not needing one. And um, yeah, two weeks later, there was one in my kitchen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, never looked back. And you know, like I, you know, I I got mine, and then within the year, I'd created my. Um, Primal alternative business you know which was making food in the thoroughbreds and then you know two years later I franchised the baking business using the thoroughbreds so it was a good investment when I look when I look back at my return return on investment plus needless to say like it gets used I don't know how many times yours gets used Fiona but like seven times a day at least yeah I was
0: gonna say I, I it's the first thing I think of now when I'm Obviously, my recipes are created for the Thermomix, so um, that's how they, you know, I use it for for that. But also just in everyday use, like just, okay, I need something quick. Yep, done. Um, I need... Sp- you know, if my hubby comes home and says, can I have a snack? I'm like, smoothie, yep, done, you know, three seconds and we're, everything's in there and two minutes and he's got something to have as well. So it's one of those things. Now I actually don't know how
1: I lived without it. I, no, I really same, don't. Same. And I don't really make many meals in them. You know, like I like doing the odd one. I quite like doing a few. I have to try some of yours actually, Fiona, but I quite like doing the odd quirky cooking one like the other night we had butter chicken yeah. and that's quite it's quite novel doing it in the thermomix but generally i chop in the thermomix cook on the stove you know in, in terms of like big bigger batches yes. but the thermomix, big batches yeah the thermomix would be more for like my nut milks my smoothies um the kids mm. ice cream uh, which is made with you know just um cream and berries and egg yolks and um, they, they they do all right on a little bit of dairy um yeah and just even things like heat you know your milk for your coffee and mixing that with a bit of coconut oil all those sorts of things that would just be like really hard to do without a thermomix right
0: absolutely yeah i couldn't live without it now i i actually there's no way if i always say that to people you know if mine if mine happened to you know one of those things that if it happened to die tomorrow i would not blink an eye to buy another one because they're a fantastic product yeah Absolutely. i yeah i love it i've had mine gosh hell about a mine's i've been so six and a half seven years now i think nearly seven yeah
1: oh my goodness yeah, yeah like you are a real pro for the thermomix so you, you've got the new one i've got the old one but um I love my old one and but if the old one ever dies then I'll just give you a ring and get a new one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for free. Although that will be uh I think our friendship will last about 20 or 30 years before that happens.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh well, I'll give you a ring when I'm 60. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny so obviously you and I you know we we like cooking uh we're quite organized uh, but not everybody is right so you know um, menu planning is a big thing that a lot of um my my clients in particular are always looking for guidance on so whilst I've got you here I'd love to pick your brains around menu planning have you got any tips um that you could offer today
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I usually choose one day of the week, and it's it's generally either a Saturday or Sunday for me when I actually. uh, So, I'll I'll shop in the morning on one day usually Saturday I I do my uh, market shopping and then on the Sunday usually I've got my plan of things that I'm going to make ahead for the week so you know for example um, a couple of things that I love to do uh, there's a rich chorizo sauce that I do and I do a double batch of that Mm. and the reason I do that is because uh, some of that will actually go into a baked eggs, so an individual baked eggs or something like that, and then the rest of that becomes a pasta sauce. So that's really easy. Um, so that then I know for the week I've got that there, um, and I'll do things. I think like you said, Helen, the bulk cooking. So I'll do a bulk cook of something, and it may even only be a base tomato sauce. So that then you can add things to that. But you've got your base already done. You know you don't have to do that as well. And quite often I'll freeze little portions of that. And then the night before, the next day when I know that's what I want to eat, I'll just pull it out and leave it in the fridge overnight and it defrosts and then I can just add whether it be just a little bit of mince and some mushrooms to it and then I know I've got that I can cook a steak, have some of that on the top, some steamed vegetables, we're done, you know. So keeping it simple is really – but but I do – as so I think of ways I can reuse things. That's probably my biggest tip is don't use something just once. Think of how you can use it for a couple of dishes but in different ways so it doesn't taste the same.
1: Yeah, because people would be complaining, oh, not this again. Oh, this is boring. Uh We've had this four nights on the truck. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like what? Are we having that again? Yeah. So,
0: and the other, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And the other, yeah, the other thing is I think the basic ingredients are the important ones. So I'll, I'll also make, like I know every single week that we're going to use coconut yogurt. So I'll make that. And every single week, we're going to use mayonnaise in some way, shape, or form, whether it be for lunches or for in a salad or whatever it's going to be. So I'll make sure I make that. So, making the basics, knowing that you've got those in the fridge, I think that's a really great one. And cooking up, you know, boiling a dozen eggs and just leaving them in the fridge so that when you want a quick snack and you're just not sure, they're there. Because mm-hmm. that way you don't reach for things that you may not necessarily want to eat because you know something's there that you can just grab
1: absolutely simple things
0: like that i would say probably my best meal plan stuff yeah the basics
1: yeah having the basics in and having those um having those staples in. you know like you mentioned your your mayonnaise your coconut yogurt like that really can just transform a dish can't it like if you're just having like you mentioned before your steak and steamed vegetables well if you've got a nice blob of mayonnaise on there and a little bit of fermented vegetables it just takes the whole dining experience like next level and more filling and oh my goodness it's worth buying a Thermomix just to be able to make mayonnaise this really isn't this this show is not sponsored by Thermomix it's not an infomercial (laughs) for Thermomix is just two real women who are obsessed with Thermomix Getting together and uh, talking about mayonnaise. So, just so you just a little um, disclaimer with our (laughs) listeners. Oh, it's funny. All right. So, we've talked about food, we've talked a little bit about movement. What other things do you feel um, are essential personally for you, Fiona, around optimizing your health?
0: Optimizing my health, so I would say um, there's probably a couple of things that I have focused on in healing myself, and I do so now, and I use every day. So there's there's probably two things I do every day that really help. One is, um, and this is not a, a, not a sponsor of the show either, but I use essential oils. Um, I've used them since I was 20. Um, so since i you know, when I was in my late teens, I discovered um, lots of different things and, and essential oils were one of them. And I hadn't used them for a long time. And when I started working on my health, I, I began using them again and have had wonderful success with those. So that's something else um, that really helped me regain my health. And now I use them for my emotional health more than anything. I actually find that they really support me emotionally uh, on a daily basis to stay centred and stay, uh, without sounding cliche straight, stay true to what I'm doing as well, uh, because we can all get a bit erratic and scatty and, you know, overwhelmed. It's not even, it's, and the erratic and scatty are not meant as a negative because, um, you know, there are days that my hair doesn't look this nice, and, uh, <laughs> and I rubbish. Do, I, my hair is out here, and you know, and uh, and my eyes are somewhat, you know, not straight in my head. So, um, but but I do I do find that that's something that really helps me. Um, and I would say probably one of the other biggest things I've done is learn to deal with with my own stress, um, because these days I think as a society we put so much pressure on ourselves for whatever reason. There's you know it can be anything um, from just having too many appointments in a day, simply to um, having unreal expectations of ourselves and others around us and and so I think that is one thing that I've done that has just brought my health back into check is really managing the stress and and saying no when no's applicable and saying yes when yes is applicable as well so yeah I think those two things are probably big ones
1: that's brilliant advice because you know um, life's life and these days, it really is overwhelming. It doesn't matter if you eat, um, it doesn't matter if you eat grass-fed meat, and um, you know, put beautiful essential oils on your feet before you go to bed. Like life's still happening, isn't it? And um, and, and it really is all about uh, developing that resilience to be able to handle whatever's thrown at you with grace and ease. And it's wonderful that you've got these tools that you can you can like in your toolkit that you can reach out to when you need it, and you've got, you know, that support there. Um, And I'm always really interested because um, paleo, and I can see you've got the oils in the background there for those that are um, watching on YouTube, Um, there's such an overlap between the essential oils and paleo. It's almost like the two go hand in hand. Like there's hardly anyone (laughs) who's doing one without the other, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think there's many reasons that people uh, who who i guess believe in the paleo way of living also are drawn towards the oils and i think it's that just that whole thing because most of us when we say paleo you know a lot of people are confused by that word or primal or whatever that might be people are confused or scared or or just really unsure and to me it just means natural natural as possible and i think using essential oils that's all we're doing we're just fortunate enough that someone has you know got 50 ton of rose and put it into a bottle for us so we don't have to do that ourselves but um yeah it's it's to me it's about natural so i use them and probably like you helen for cleaning for um you know if i burn myself the f- the first thing i do is grab lavender oil uh, because then i know that i won't get a blister um and i know it's natural uh, i I don't have um, medicinal things in my, you know, cupboard. I think if I need those, I have to ring an ambulance or something. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I need a bandage. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, But, yeah, I just. The thing I like about the oil the thing I like about the oils as well, Fiona is that it it gives you that little uh like it's like a medical kit, an alternative medical kit and that's really mm-hmm. handy, especially uh for women listening with families because you know if your little kids can't get to sleep, you could put a little bit of a some an oil that would help with the sleep or if a little tummy upset, there's oils for that um isn't there there's something headaches, everything that you can um and sometimes it's just the uh, it's a bit of a tricky one to say this, but sometimes it's just kids and the placebo effect of like mums mums dealing with this. You know, it's amazing what a Barbie band-aid can do, uh, you know. <laughs> so so it's like there's, no, there's obviously no medicine in that. It's just a little bit of a TLC and, and a bit of love and, um, and uh, you know, your little daughter's all right again. So I think that the oils are, are brilliant. Uh, when we're used to popping a pill for every ale – it gives us an alternative to turn to which is really because we're all about alternatives here we love it
0: absolutely absolutely the alternatives are the best thing absolutely yeah and for me the more natural the better that's all um that's all it is and i love you know using the oils i love being able to make my own food i love being able to grow my own food to a point i mean i can't can't do what my grandpa used to do which was just amazing but uh, you know I do I guess it and and that's another th- so I don't crucify myself for not being able to do what I can't do but I do what I can and oh, I enjoy that as well
1: that is that is just to- total total gold wisdom and I read somewhere once about you know like I remember it was kind of hip to live off the grid and be self sufficient and I remember always like thinking, self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. self-sufficiency. And then I read somewhere that actual, actually self-sufficiency is the opposite of community. And what you want to be doing is becoming a, um, a genius, at, you know working or operating from your zone of genius and contributing to your community, offering your skills. Meanwhile, um, somebody else in the community is, like you say, growing the rest of the vegetables that you can't get around to doing, but you're out there. Um, sharing your knowledge with, you know, with with the community on how to make their uh, dining experience more optimal and to nourish themselves better. So that's your, you can't do everything. You can't do that and be a farmer, you know, and I love how you've, you've, you've got that. And you're like, look, because I think um, these days after, you know, the female revolution, where we can do everything, like we can do everything. and It is a really empowering time for women, but we need to choose the bits we're going to do right we can't it's not possible to do it all absolutely
0: none of us have a superwoman cape as much as we would like to think we do we actually don't um so none of us i have not met anyone yet who has a superwoman cape i have met a lot of inspiring women who do what they do extremely well um but no one can do everything so and i think you're so right and that's another thing i love about um uh, just about i guess finding like-minded people is that community feel i i that's one of the things that i just absolutely love because when you're going through when well, just to digress to our how what we we're talking about with our health when you're going through that and, and trying to find answers that are not necessarily easy to find. It, you do feel extremely alone and that feeling of community and to find someone else who's experienced what you've experienced or has some knowledge around it is just the most comforting feeling that um, I think anyone can have. And uh, that's one of the things I love about you doing these podcasts is that you're bringing so much knowledge from so many different areas uh, into one place that people can find more about uh, anything really and other people's experiences. So if someone wants to know about a similar health experience to what I've had, then You know, they know where to find me and can ask those questions, which is fabulous.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it too. And it's so easy to digest, you know, like this in a conversation. It's like it kind of like goes back to ancient, tribal storytelling just two women getting together yes. having a yarn and finding out <laughs> you know finding out <laughs> don't know if that's the Kiwi one or an Aussie one but it's not English um uh, you know like and, and you can just really have a chat and find out something that can help you even though you know we're in a in, a, in an age of like being overwhelmed with information you can actually just peel it back find your tribe mm-hmm. find you know, people that can that can help you on, on and and you know you're not on your own and you can you can reclaim your health which is hugely inspiring and hugely empowering now just wanted to get back to the word natural that you used and i know that um you and i both eat a paleo primal diet but you you don't just cater for paleo and primal people do you
0: No, I wouldn't say I just cater for paleo and primal people. Um, I guess a lot of what I do is, um, you know, it's grain free, it's gluten free, dairy free, refined sugar free, um, vegetarian, vegan some of what I do, like there's, it comes from lots of different areas. It's not anything specific. I think, um, you know, the way I would wrap it up is just to say it's it's healthy. So it's low inflammatory, low allergenic, um, that kind of thing. It, you know, I don't necessarily follow any particular Dolcoma. diet. <laughs> that's the hard thing. You know, I, I don't do FODMAPs. I don't do low salicylate or anything like that. I just do healthy food. So, yeah, and and I think that's I don't want to label it and I don't want to confuse people. It's it's a way to if you'd like to, um, I guess, try something that isn't processed and, and you'd like to have a go at making something that you would normally eat that isn't processed and you've made it yourself
1: then I hope I can help you. Sounds amazing. Now talk us through some of your favourite Fiona Douglas recipes.
0: Well, there's a few of them. Um, so there's, a, there's a, a, a few of them that are, are going to be um, pulled together, I guess you'd say. Uh, so we've got the, I've got a great pizza base that I have been told if I didn't tell people it wasn't. Uh, real pizza they wouldn't know. So that's a good one. Uh, so I really like that. What else do I really Oh, I've got a great what I call my beef chili recipe, which is a little bit of a twist on a bolognese, but it's uh, it's really simple to make. It's cheap, which is good as well. So it's budget conscious for those who need it. Uh, it makes a big batch and you can do heaps with it. So that's another one I really like. Um. I have to say I'm slightly partial to my salted caramel bliss balls.
1: (laughs) Can you send me some of those? They sound amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't make them
0: too often, (laughs) but I may have a box of five kilos of dates in my fridge. (laughs)
1: You're going to have to work on
0: those.
1: For that that exact purpose.
0: Yeah, so I'm partial to those, Um, and I absolutely, I really, really like um, that muesli that I had for breakfast. The whatever muesli, I just it's so quick and easy, and I love that recipe. And so, yeah, I'm sharing that one very soon as well. So
1: now your salted caramel bliss ball recipe, can we get hold of that?
0: You can actually. It's uh,
1: yes, I can. Can you get that that one? Is definitely. I can think. Because I was just thinking, because we've talked about the um, salted caramel bliss balls several times in this interview, and I know that (laughs) if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be going, oh, man, I want to make those bliss balls right now. So in the show notes, we'll include a link to the salted caramel bliss ball recipe. And, um, oh, my God, so I'm going to make those and put a picture on Instagram (laughs) and tag you. You can tell me if they look right or not. (laughs) That's so, cool. That's so cool. Excellent, excellent. I love it. Now, if we wanted to work with you, Fiona, how could we hang out with you? And um, yeah, how could we get to your classes? I know you mentioned you've got an ebook as well. Tell us a little bit about how we can work with you. <sighs>
0: So um, people can contact me via thehealthyspin.com.au, that's an easy one, or Facebook by the same name, Instagram the same name, so um, all the social media ways uh, that you can contact me. Happy to work with people um, and do classes and anything like that. All of that will be on the website. That's probably the first port of call and the easiest place to go.
1: So you're uh, you're best in Perth. So, mm-hmm. so what about if people are listening? I know we've got listeners in the UK and New Zealand and um, the States as well as the rest of Australia. So is it possible for you to do uh, consults like this on Skype at all or are you mainly just... Uh, Absolutely, Skype?
0: Yep, Skype's an easy one for me. Consults like this, um, Skype or audio chat, whatever people would prefer. Um, I'm hoping in the future to be uh, at least to the east of Australia, and uh, global domination is a goal of mine. So, <laughs>
1: yes, let's take on the world with our <laughs> Thermomix recipes, Fiona, and, and change the health of the world. in a very easy and simple way (laughs) yeah Yeah, doable and sustainable way that's what i say as well (laughs) (laughs) i love it high five that's so cool i love it i love it i love it love it all right well that pretty much wraps up our show today thank you fiona for being such a flipping awesome guest and i look forward to trying your salted caramel bliss ball recipe and until next time we get to see you in real life another cool event goodbye for now
0: yeah thanks for having me i've loved every minute of it and uh uh, so pleased we were able to connect and finally finally get to do this
1: yeah it's been awesome thanks fiona